The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. The Writer Files is brought to you by Studio Press, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, Studio Press delivers state-of-the-art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design, airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust Studio Press. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the writer files. A tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Calvin Reed, writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Thanks again for joining us for the second part of this file. Award-winning blogger, publishing consultant, and author Jane Friedman took a moment to chat with me about her own writing process and the business of scribes. Ms. Friedman is a digital media strategist with over 20 years in publishing, the co-founder and editor of The Hot Sheet, an essential publishing industry newsletter for authors, as well as the author of the book Publishing 101, a very astute collection of essential insights for first-time authors. In addition to her work as an accomplished blogger and former publisher of Writer's Digest, Jane teaches about the current state of publishing and authorship as a professor at both the University of Virginia and for the great courses. Her expertise on new media and technology best practices for authors has been featured by NPR's Morning Edition, The Washington Post, The National Press Club, The Authors Guild, Publishers Weekly, PBS, and many others. She is hard at work on her forthcoming book, The Business of Being a Writer. Join us for this two-part interview. If you're a fan of the show, do click the subscribe button to automatically see new interviews with your favorite authors and to help other writers find us. And if you missed the first half, you can find it at writerfiles.fm and in the show notes. In part two of this file, Jane and I discuss why you should complete your hardest tasks first, a thought on the ephemeral nature of creativity, how to develop your voice as a writer, why discipline can take your writing from good to great, and one very important tip on creating a sustainable career. Do you have some best practices for beating the dreaded procrastination? (laughs) Um, I think my favorite 
little story or, or maybe it's like a personality question, actually. Um, I heard this great anecdote about, do you prefer to trim the nails on your dominant hand first or last, which I know doesn't sound like it has any, <laughs> doesn't pertain to this question. But when I answer that question, I always want to do the hard thing first. I always want to clip the nails using my less dominant hand first and then do the easier thing second. And that's kind of like a roundabout way of saying that I've always been just a work first kind of personality mm. and I can't relax until I know that I've gotten the hard stuff out of the way. Mm. So it's, for beating pro procrastination, it's really about, f I try to focus on how much better I'm going to feel or how much higher quality my work's going to be if I'm getting to it well ahead of the deadline. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that I'm going to do better work when I have a bit of time to like think about it um, so that if I hit a challenge or a doubt or a question, there's ample time for me to get through it. Um, and there's also that like really old trick of telling yourself, oh, you'll I'm just going to spend five minutes on this, just hmm. five minutes. You mm -hmm, know, I can mm -hmm. spend five minutes doing anything. And then before you know it, you've spent 15 minutes or a half hour on yeah. it. Yeah. I like that trick. And, um, it seems that our brains like it too, because I think it's also been proven that, you know, starting something, um, kind of begins this chain reaction that, uh, will often require you to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's that, that moment or, you know, kind of later, um, down the road, I find that if I just start something, um, that I, that I feel so much better because it's, Oh, I started it. And now it's so much easier to just keep the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, so how does Jane Friedman unplug at the end of a, a long writing day? <laughs> uh, my partner and I call it couch time. So uh, <laughs> after dinner, we just get on the couch, the animals join us and we watch two to three episodes of whatever it is that we're obsessed with. So, um, yeah. recently it's been X-Files. Oh, nice. Uh, are you going back to the archives for that? Or are you getting into the new stuff? No, we're starting at the beginning because, um, my partner has never seen any of it. So we're kind of going from, yeah, going all the way back. Wow to the era of shoulder pads and really horrible looking glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Great hair. And uh, uh, yeah, that's fun. But you know, some of those styles are coming back, making their way back into the uh, collective sure. there, mostly sure. amongst the youth, I believe. But earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow. Mercy is the bow. A DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. 
And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. If you care to keep going, I'd love to dig into your creativity mm-hmm. some. Can you define creativity in your own words? I'm going to be contrary here and say that as soon as you try to define it or box it or chase after it really specifically, you kind of lose it. Um, mm. Or that's that's how it feels for me. Like it kills the whole game to pin it down or even even talk about it. We can talk about it. Like I'm not rejecting <laughs> the conversation outright. But um, yeah, it's it's too ephemeral for me to... To, to define in, yeah. in any form. Sure. Well, that's a great answer. And um, many have tried and many have failed, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> when, do you, when do you personally feel kind of the most creative? I think my approach generally is that I'm just looking for new ideas, new experiences, whether that's through reading, through travel, through people I don't agree with. Um, I often talk about media consumption, um, where that you're just consuming stuff. Like for me, it's like feeding the compost pile, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. creating things that will um, germinate something in the future. I also think that's how you develop your voice is only by figuring out what you like and admire and want to obsess over. Um, and so if you're feeding that, feeding the well or you know, whatever it is we call creativity, I think takes care of itself. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I just thought of a couple titles right off the top of my head when you said that, but I thought of War of Art, which I know you've mm. you've referenced in the past, which which is a great one. But also Austin Kleon's work, Steal Like an Artist, where he yeah. talks a lot about that kind of input totally. equals output, remix culture, that kind of stuff. So anyway, do you have a uh, creative muse right now at the moment? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, just checking. These are... These are uh, feelers I'm putting out there. Um, in your estimation, what do you think makes a writer great? Discipline, uh, which isn't a very sexy thing to talk about, but I think that's, that's what I see demonstrated in, in the great writers I see. Mm -hmm. But, you know, on the flip side of that, it's very interesting. I think they also make it look really easy and effortless. Mm. So it's kind of like two sides of the same coin almost. Sure. Sure. Um, well, in your book, uh, Publishing 101, just to touch back on that, I, I mean, you do talk a lot about, um, well, I mean, kind of the dichotomy of talent versus practice and mm-hmm. luck, luck versus persistence. Um, right. uh, I love a lot, of, a lot of what you talk about in there. So anyway, just to reference back to that. Do you have um, some favorites right now, some favorite authors that you're 
kind of stuck on or have on the nightstand? Well, I would say a, a longtime favorite author has been Alan de Botton, which he's not very well known in the United States. He's a, I think he's actually Swiss born, but he lives in the United Kingdom and he's kind of like a pop philosopher. He, hmm. his first book was a novel called On Love. At least it was called On Love in the United States. And then he did like seven or eight nonfiction books just exploring things about our life, like really basic, some very basic concepts. Like one of them was called Status Anxiety, which I think every writer <laughs> needs to read because <laughs> Status Anxiety, in brief, is kind of like what happens when you open up social media and you feel anxiety that you're not writing enough or publishing enough or succeeding enough or measuring up basically to what the other people in your community are doing. Hmm. Um, but he's written really thought provoking books um, about just life. Cool. And he does, he has an interesting combination of art and business in what he does, uh, which I've always admired. He, he runs something called the school of life, um, hmm. which has offices in London and maybe uh, another city or two. Interesting. So, so he's one. Another one is Roxane Gay, uh, who has kind of like, I don't know, she's like skyrocketed into like celebrity status over the last three or four years, um, deservedly so. Uh, she's really active on Twitter and Tumblr. So she's, if I have a social media muse, hmm. <laughs> it might be her. She's incredible cool. Cool, to cool. witness. Um, and then maybe the last one would be to, to mention Kevin Kelly, mm -hmm. who did a really great book on technology, what technology wants, that was just one of the best things I've read in the last, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah, yeah. He is fascinating to me with all the work, that different types of work that he's done. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well as the others you mentioned. Do you have a, I know you mentioned a lot of uh, great quotes in your books um, and in your work. Do you have a kind of a best love quote floating over the desk there or one you can share? Um, well, I'll share two if I can get away with it. Um, of course. <laughs> one is actually just on my Twitter account that's been there for a while uh, from William James, which is act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. <laughs> and uh, the one that I actually keep on my desk is, and I'm not even sure if who I could attribute it to, it's choose to be optimistic. It feels better. <laughs> hmm. So I feel like both of those quotes are kind of working against sometimes um, the cynical nature I can, I can veer off into. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. Let's steer away from cynicism <laughs> Yeah. on this show. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> if we could do a couple of fun ones, I'll ask you quickly. I'm, I know this, is, this seems so arbitrary, but uh, paper or ebook? Ebook. Yeah. I know you've been a long time proponent of, uh, yeah the ebook, which is cool. Um, do you have a favorite literary character of all time? Uh, I would have to choose, it would be hard to choose between uh, Lily Bart from House of Mirth by Edith Wharton or um, Sula, who's the title character um, in Sula by Toni Morrison. Mm -hmm. And if you could choose one author from any era for an all expense paid dinner to your favorite spot, who would you take and where would you go? Uh, I would choose Alan de Botton, who I mentioned earlier. Um, 
And I'd probably go to one of those London restaurants where it's the famous chef who does the all vegetarian menus, whose name mm. I can't remember now. <laughs> he has like six restaurants in London. So one of those. Sure, sure. Uh, I am drawing a blank on that as well. So uh, we'll edit the answer in later. Yeah. No. Um, so do you have, um, as, a, as a writer and, and educator, do you have any writer's fetishes? Do you, are you a collector at all? Do you have any vintage typewriters sitting around like so many authors do? No, I feel like I'm too practical for any of that. <laughs> I do have a tchotchke shelf where I just keep tchotchkes I've collected mm-hmm. over the years, but they all have a very different significance or meaning. Um, sure, sure. Totems and and uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just a, a huge fan of your work, and um, I know that um, kind of you're in kind of the business of offering writers advice on how to keep uh, going, how to keep sustainable careers, and and um, as an educator, do you have some advice that you can offer um, fellow scribes and and writers? Um, on how to keep keep going, keep moving, keep keep the uh, the ink flowing. Uh, don't take yourself so damn seriously. Is uh, I, I think people get in their own way because they're too they they're too a little bit too self either too self important or too self doubting, and they can't they can't move past that. Whether it's lack of confidence or too much. Yeah. Good stuff. Succinct. I like it. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. Um, so much good stuff out there by Jane Friedman. You can find Publishing 101, one of my favorites. Um, she's got the great courses uh, lecture. Where can, we, where can we find that out there? Uh, that's at thegreatcourses.com. And okay. there's also a link to it from my site. Perfect, perfect. And where else can um, fellow scribes connect with you? Best place is probably my website, which is at janefriedman.com. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so much good stuff. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you again. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Let's go.